Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Black Girl Gone Afterthoughts. I, of course, am your host, Amara, and I am here with my husband and my co-host, Jason. What's up, y'all? What's going on? So this week, we had a very interesting case. Um, We had the murder of Monique Rivera and the abduction of her six-week-old son, Andre. Um, This case, from, from the moment I saw it, it I saw it on Unsolved Mysteries, so that's how the, that's how I got the you know came to know about this case. But um, from the beginning, the circumstances were just it's just crazy, you know. Um, the the details, the 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 women, the the stolen credit cards, the 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 abduction, the murder. I mean, it's just there's so much to the story, and then the fact, of course, that this is unsolved and that. No one has been held accountable for Monique's murder, and Andre has been missing for 34 years. Can, uh, can I get a, just a refresher? What year was this? 1989. Okay, this is 1989. Yeah. Um, of course, I did listen to the case, as mm-hmm. I always say. So yeah. I did listen to it. This is the thing. All right, let's start here, mm-hmm. and then we'll go into the recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember how... We used to watch Lifetime, yeah, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm, it's like in the sure. beginning of our uh, our, our marriage that mm-hmm. was years ago. I used we've to watch been, Lifetime. We've, a lot. we've been married for uh, it's going on twelve years. You remember Abducted, and we, and we watched Abducted, and we watched the story of Carolina White. Uh, no, no, or Carlina White. I'm sorry, Carlina White, and she was abducted, and um, she was a young black woman. She was abducted. Kiki Palmer played her in the. Oh, Lifetime yeah. movie, mm-hmm. and they abducted her. They said they that uh, you know one of the one of the uh, young ladies might have you know lost her baby, and uh, she dressed up as a or or disguised herself as a nurse or somebody mm-hmm. like that and took the baby. Mm-hmm. And this young lady, twenty three years later, mm-hmm. yeah, realized and she started asking questions, started probing, and it was mm-hmm. like, "Where's my birth certificate?" And re- reached out and basically was like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't think that this is my mama. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And this is the, f- so when I heard this case and when you did this case, that's mm-hmm. the first thing that I thought of. Yeah. And her reaching out and realizing that you know, all these years later, 
This ain't my this, mom. Something yeah, happened. she found her. Yeah, and then I they found, and yeah. then she reconnected with her family. Yeah, I do remember that story. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the first thing that yeah. struck me. When no, no, it definitely. I heard this case. It's it's, it's reminiscent of those type of stories, and um, the crazy part is is that during that time period, like in the eighties, there was a lot of child abductions in that way. There was a lot of child uh, baby abductions. People going into hospitals, taking babies. Um, and that's why now there's so such tight security measures when you have a baby. Um, you know, when you go to the hospital, we have kids, you know, you go to the hospital, now they have the bands. And every time you go to a different room, they're checking and matching the bands, making sure your band matches the other band. And there's alarms on the band so that if the baby even leaves the floor, an alarm goes off. Like, that's because of modern technology. But it's also because people were stealing babies out of hospitals, yeah. you know. So, um and even now, to this day, there's stories about women who have been murdered and had, I mean, not even just their babies abducted, but um, had their babies cut from their wounds. Like, it's just like, you know, people have done terrible, desperate things to pregnant women just to get their babies. So, um, but yeah, that story... That the story that you're talking about from Lifetime, yeah, that's, that was the first. I'm telling you, that's the yeah. first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, I'm sure. When, and I'm, I'm sure a lot I of people actually kind of probably thought about that story too, because that's one of the stories that it's 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 you know it's similar. It has a similar um um kind of thing because and and the and the the most significant thing about that story is that of course the baby went missing and that she was still alive that this right. woman was she raising, was alive yeah she was raising her as her own daughter she lived a regular life you know the only difference was she had been kidnapped you know so um and so you know that and some you know connects to this story because there's that possibility that baby Andre, who obviously is not a baby anymore, still alive. could still be alive somewhere. He could be alive. So, yeah, for sure. All right, so let's do this. Recap. Let's go right into the recap and recap um, what you have about uh, the story. Okay, so this week, like I said, we covered the story of 22-year-old Monique Rivera, who was living in the Bushwick neighborhood of Brooklyn, New York. Shout out in New 1989. York. 1989. Shout out to New York. Um... Monique was, uh, like I said, living in Bushwick. She had three children, all boys. Um, she had just given birth um, in February of 1989 to baby Andre. She was living with her husband. And um, there's not much, you know, background about Monique. We, we don't really know what she was doing. I assume that she wasn't working, that she was um, essentially, you know, a stay-at-home mom during this point in her life. Um, she was really young, 22 years old. That's really young. And she already had three children. Um, and so even under the best circumstances, and I don't know what the exact circumstances of her life were, that's the, that's the challenge. So she was um, had a lot on her plate during that time. Um, and so uh, on March the 28th, 1989, Monique decides that she's going to take her three boys out for a walk. Um, you know, New Yorkers, they like to walk a lot. That's the that's the thing about New Yorkers. They, yeah, like they walk. sure enough, they, they they like to, sure they, enough do. Y'all like to walk. That's Shout the out thing. to Luke. Yeah, they like Neon to Money Club. They, you know, they they they, they got their <laughs> walking shoes on. New York. It's definitely part of the culture. So um, you know, that's you know, living in New York. But also we also know as parents of young children, sometimes you gotta take them for a walk. Sometimes you we going for a walk. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys is running back and forth, we're gonna go for a walk. With a new baby, you know, walk soothe babies and they fall asleep. So there's multiple reasons why you would have, you know, taking your kids out for a walk. So nonetheless, March 28th, 1989, 
Monique decides she's going to take her three children off for a walk. And while she's out walking, um, a car is driving down the street with two women in it. And these women spot Monique. And um, as far as we know, they knew her, recognized her. At least one of the women did. They stopped, you know, pulled over, started talking to Monique. Apparently, Monique said that she knew one of the women from middle school. Struck up a conversation. They talked for a little while. And then the women invite Monique and her sons to McDonald's for lunch. I'm going to treat them to lunch. And, of course, Monique's like, yeah, sure. Love to get a free lunch. Monique hops in the car and they go to the local McDonald's. Spend some time in McDonald's. And then they invite Monique shopping. And Monique's at first is, you know, I don't want to go shopping with you guys. But they convince her, hey, we'll, we'll buy you something. Just come with us. And they decide to go to a mall. After the mall trip, they decide, hey, listen, had a good time. Let's do this again tomorrow. And so they, you know, Monique says, yeah, let's do this again tomorrow, gives the women her number. And then Monique goes into her apartment. The following day, the women pick Monique up. But this time, Monique has decided that she's going to get a babysitter for the boys. But when she gets in the car with the women, they tell her, hey, listen, bring baby Andre. We really, really want to see him. And so they do. Um, um, so she, so she goes back in the house. I'm sorry. So she goes back in the house and gets the baby, um, and comes out and then no one ever sees baby Andre or Monique ever again. And then the following morning, her body is found, um, in the Bronx. She had been beaten and strangled. And then here we are 34 years later and no one has ever been held accountable for, um, Monique's murder. And, um, like I said, Andre is... Still missing. Now, one thing that I might have missed, uh, she was married. Was she married or she did she have a boyfriend? Like which one? So the reports about her relationship um with um Tim. Tim is some reports say that they were married, some reports say that he was her boyfriend. I've seen more reports refer to him as her husband than not. And so I lean towards the husband thing. Um, but I don't know officially if they were officially married. That's that, you know, I don't know if they were just, you know, were married or people assumed that they were married, but um, multiple articles have said that they were, that they were married or referred to him as her husband. Um, And so sometimes in those type of cases where I don't exactly know, I tend to lean towards the bulk of the reporting. Like if I see that they're referring to him as her husband, you know, so I don't know if there was like a legal marriage, but they they were definitely, you know, they were together. That was her, her, the father of her children. So yeah, one thing uh, in the story mm-hmm. that I go back to, um, I always talk about what you know sticks out to me the to me the most as somebody that's married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tim was like, "Don't do it." Yeah. Tim said, "Tim, you know." Uh, what was it? The nineties? So they was there get was the nineties? Early eighties, late late eighties, late eighty nine. Okay, nineteen eighty. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I wasn't dressing then. I was <laughs> my parents were dressing me, but I, I I don't I don't know. Like I feel like Tim felt like there was something there mm-hmm. that was not okay. Yeah, for sure. And you know, for you know somebody that of course is on the outside looking in. Uh, you know him. Mm-hmm. He he saw something and was like, "No, this is not, this is not cool. This is not what you want to do." Yeah, I mean, Tim was 
he was only a couple years older than Monique. So, you know, it wasn't an age. He was like 24 at the time. She was 22. But when she came home and told him, you know, that I met these women and they bought me lunch and then they bought me clothes. I mean, yeah, he was immediately like, eh, that doesn't that doesn't sound right. Like, why would why would somebody do that for you? Like, who are these women? Why are you? And and there's one of the interviews he gives. He says that he said to her, like, well, you know, you have your own money. Like, why do you need the, you don't need these women to buy right. you anything? And she did because at the first store that they go to on the trip, she buys her own clothes. So she obviously had some money because she bought her own stuff, which means she could have bought her own lunch and she could have, you know, so she wasn't somebody, we're not talking about a woman who was homeless or, um, you know, in, in, in some type of desperate need for clothes or food or anything like that. As far as it seemed, you know, financially, everything was okay because like I said, she goes to the mall and is able to purchase her own clothing. Yeah. So um let's get into the interesting and what do we call it? Shocking? Yeah. When we say shocking mm-hmm. and interesting. Let's get into the interesting parts of this case. Let's get into what you feel like um is interesting about about this case. What I just told you is is one of the things that I felt like was interesting was about this case, which I know that we discussed. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell y'all, my wife is the boss, so mm-hmm. you know I work for my wife. You know, <laughs> true, true, true. So I've been fired from this show, y'all, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of times. Uh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about what you feel like is some of the interesting things about this case that you feel like stands out. Because I felt like I felt like the Tim thing. Her, um, him telling her that this was not okay, like the credit card thing, and why are they buying you clothes? And and you know, I felt like I felt like that was interesting. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like is is an interesting thing uh, in this case? Let's get into that. Okay, yeah. So um, for me, I mean, you know, I always for me a lot of times the things that are interesting about this case about these cases um, are just kind of in the chronological order of, of, of the events. So for me, obviously the first thing is the women in the car, these two women who approach Monique on the street, offer to buy her lunch, take her to buy clothes, pick her up the next day. And then she's never seen it again. Um, it's the police have already, or at that time had already determined that they believe that obviously these women are involved in Monique's murder. The problem is, is that no one knows who they are and where they went and what happened after they picked Monique up that day. So obviously, you know, not having that information is a big part of why we're here today and why we don't know many of these answers to these questions about what happened. But the women themselves, you know, who were these women? We know that they were, according to witness statements, they had they were different ages. It's assumed that obviously the younger woman who we described, which was the lighter skinned, either she was light skinned black woman or Hispanic woman um, who appeared to be in her mid twenties, um, the police assumed that she was the person that Monique must know from middle school because the other woman appeared to be a few years older, um, but. Other than that, there seems to be, you know, there's no other information about 
where these women came from. Like I said, we I, I said in the episode, we had m- m- witnesses that were in McDonald's that were able to give out this description. But, you know, from what I got about this area in this time, you know, a lot of people knew each other. A lot of people had grown up in that area. And so considering that, or assuming I should say that, Monique had gone to school in that area. And so therefore this other woman went to school in that area. Nobody recognized her. Nobody knew who she was, you know, um, that, that sticks out in my mind because I was hoping that somebody would have been able to be like, Oh, I've seen her around before. And maybe they did. And the people in the police just didn't include that information in their statements or, I mean, in the information that they released, but you know, the 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 women obviously are the first piece of this puzzle. That's the they're the biggest piece of this puzzle. So, you know, when I start about the most interesting things in this case, I think it's really, you know, sometimes we go interesting, sometimes we go shocking. They kind of are the most shocking part of this case because a lot of times now when we talk about child abductions in this way and infant abductions, a lot of times the perpetrators are women. But it's rare for women to commit these types of of crimes, these type of brutal murders, you know what I mean? So, And so many of the stories that I tell on Black Girl Gone, the perpetrators are men. No offense, but they just are. That's just yeah, no, no, that's, that's the facts. <laughs> These are the facts. They're yeah, men, you know what facts. I mean? Um, they're relationships that these women have had. These are, you know, a, a lot of times it's a relationship. So when I have a case where the perpetrator is a woman, um, it's it's rare in, my, in the stories that I tell. But in this case, we're pretty sure that these perpetrators were women. And so then it comes down to, well, what was the motive? What was the motive that they were going to sell these children? That these children. They were going to sell um, baby Andre into human trafficking or on the black market or... Did they want baby Andre for themselves? Were these two women who were desperate for a baby or one of them? And so they saw an opportunity and took it. That's, you know, so yeah. Okay, so give me, let's go, let's keep yeah, going. Let's keep going. What's what's another uh, interesting thing? So we that you keep, feel so, about since, this case? so since we're talking about the two women, um, let's focus in on their fixation around Andre or their scene to be, um, attention to Andre, let's say. So they go to the McDonald's that day. And from witness accounts, the women are kind of just like doting over little Andre. They just, you know, and like I said, we all know that babies can have that effect on people. It's, you know, a little baby. Of but course. People love babies, you know. But, and like I said in the episode, looking back, and well, not looking back, because, well, obviously we're looking back, but realizing what we know now about what happened that probably was the first sign that something was off, the attention to the baby. I will tell you that that's very off because guess what? Even if I'm trying to catch up with somebody that I went to in middle school. Middle school. You know, that we we were cool in middle school. Yeah. I'm like, if you can't, if if the child can't come, Mm -hmm. that's great. You yeah. know, let's just me and you, like, yeah. you know, like I'll, I'll I'll get to meet your children, yeah, which is great. I'll, but you know, it, but if if we're if it's a midday and and I'm off, yeah, and you but know, even before that, what I'm saying is that even at the McDonald's, they were fixated on him. So right. even That's before, so yeah, weird, yeah. So we're we're talking about you just saw her for the first time in however many years. You offered to take her to McDonald's. That's nice, but now you're like overly fixated on her baby. 
So, so while they're at McDonald's, like I said, they're fixated on the the baby. They're giving the baby a lot of attention. Okay. And so this is, like I said, looking back, is the first indication that maybe something is a little off because you haven't seen this woman in years. You don't know nothing really about her. And it's one thing to like hold the baby. It's another thing to be like, Oh, oh, and you these two women are passing the baby back and forth and and it's just it's strange and i think that you know like i said in the episode you know i don't want people to pass judgment on monique because it, who knows what monique was thinking about you know what i mean like i said we don't know a lot about monique and what her personality type was like and so maybe she didn't um, you know, maybe she did feel comfortable. Maybe, you know, I, who who knows? But this is what, what is going on, okay? And so they go to the mall that day and and, and nothing really happens. They they go back home and it, and it seems normal, right? So at this point, Monique has spent a little time with these women. They they were nice to her. They were nice to her baby. Um, and so then the next day when she goes to come, you know, goes to meet them to go back out shopping... And they ask her to bring Andre. Who knows what she may have been thinking? Maybe she just, you know, like I said, she may have been justifying it. There, you know, there's there's information that she perhaps pushed back on this and kind of tried to explain, like, wow, I got a babysitter. And but these women were persistent. They were like, no, you gotta bring the baby. You know, we really want to see the baby. Um, and so she goes back inside and gets the baby and brings him back out. But that that fixation on the baby in the McDonald's and, of course, the fixation on the baby, their fixation on her bringing the baby with them to the quote-unquote shopping trip, which we don't even know if ever took place. It's a whole other situation. But they, they, they insist on her bringing this baby because... What we what what the the conclusion that the police draw is that is because this was about the baby, you know what I mean? Um, and Monique and her um, naivete, maybe maybe in her, you know, maybe she just was a trustworthy type of person. Who who knows? She didn't she didn't see that. And then at the same time. We don't know how we don't know exactly how these women were behaving. We don't know what they were saying. We don't know what they were doing. Um, and so Monique, you know, allowed her guard to be down and, you know, she brought the baby with her, but then no one ever saw her again. So um, it's just, it's, it, it lets you know that this story is just as much about the baby as it is about Monique. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah definitely. And, and, and Monique is, Monique, it was like what they you know, collateral damage, I believe. Like, you know what I mean? Like she, like I said in the episode, she just got in the way. Like they wanted this baby and for whatever the reasons were, and she just was, she just got in the way. She was an easy target. You know what I mean? She was willing to come with them. She trusted them. They were buying the stuff with the stolen credit cards and she was cool with it. You know what I mean? And so they, 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 they targeted her for her baby. Yeah. One thing that, I'll go back to me listening to the story. Mm-hmm. Of course, 
Like I said, you always know more about the story <laughs> than I know. So yeah. I want the audience to understand that. Like, uh, you know, you have more research about the story than I I do. But one thing that <laughs> one thing that gets me is like with the with the baby, mm-hmm. uh, you I don't know, like for for me, like I, I have kids and it, it wouldn't have been enough. Like like uh just shopping, yeah. you know, knowing knowing you from middle, middle school, school. Mm-hmm. knowing uh you know you being cool, you and one wanted to take me out to you know lunch, like that that would have been the end of it for me. Like, okay, hey, it was it was nice seeing you guys, mm-hmm. but this is this is cool and uh thanks a lot. And that's this is you know, this is the end of it. You know? Yeah, true. No, true, true, that, true. That, for, just for me. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think a lot of people feel like that. Like, a lot of people probably wouldn't have gone to McDonald's with them. A lot of people wouldn't have gone to the first mall, you know, with them. So when I'm thinking about, like, the victims and I'm thinking about, how, you know, what their thought processes were, I always try to, like, put myself in their shoes. And when it comes to Monique and the decisions that she made that day, I'm I'm thinking about her being 22 years old. I'm thinking about it being 1989. I'm thinking about, you know, her being a young mom. She she had been a mom since she was a teenager. And so there may have been a loneliness there. There may have been a desperation for friends there. These two women, you know, came along. She knew one of them from middle school. She might not have got that many opportunities to meet people or have girlfriends, you know what I mean? And so, you know, like, Tim said when she came home, he could tell that she was excited. She was in a good mood. She was happy that she had met these people. And so that might have been why she was so willing to ignore some of those red flags. You know, when we're lonely, you know, being a a new young mom, sometimes you're desperate for friends. Sometimes you're desperate for attention. You got these women who are taking you to McDonald's with your kids and taking you shopping and... And so she may have just been blinded kind of by the lights, blinded by the the, the kindness, blinded by the need for companionship. You know what I mean? Um, and so that may have been the the reason. I, I don't know. But that I, that's what I think about when I look back and say, you know, why would she have done this? Why did she make these decisions? Why did she go with these women? Why did she ignore the fact that they were using stolen credit cards? Like, why didn't she see those as red flags? And and th- that might have been why. She just, she needed some friends at that point. Maybe she just, you know, needed some girlfriends to hang out with. Yeah, that's, un- so. that's, uh, that's understandable. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into questions. Now, I don't have any questions this week because mm-hmm. we have questions from... Instagram, we have questions as as we asked you guys to do, you guys did, and you guys had some questions, and we way rather ask your questions than my questions. Of course, I always have questions, but we want to hear from you guys, see what you guys have to say. So um, we'll go with those questions. Um, first question. Let's go to. We go to Instagram for the first question. Mm-hmm. Okay, first question. This is a very, very good question. Um, question reads: Did the police go to to the uh, middle school? 
to try to identify the friend she went to school with. A question goes on to read, staff or former students may have been able to identify her since middle school was only a few years before, which is so very true. This person paid attention to the story. Uh, Did police try to trace where the credit cards were stolen from? That may have led uh, to the suspects. Did the police try to uh, see if they attempted this with other women in the area, which is one of the questions that I actually had, hence why I didn't ask any questions. This was my biggest question. Like, were they doing this? Was, Was this something that they were just like, doing in the area areas the surrounding areas of mm-hmm. of of New York um and once again I I will I will say that uh you know some of these questions will not be answered but they're questions that you know we might not know but questions that need to be put out there mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and um that's uh, those questions are very good questions Amara yeah so um the first part of the question about the middle school. Actually, we don't have any idea whether or not the police ever went to the middle school that Monique went to. In terms of the investigation surrounding the murder of Monique Rivera, um, there just wasn't a lot of information. Yeah, there was a there were searches for Andre. There was movement around that, but in terms of um, what happened, in terms of the investigation. Um, and details of the investigation, they just they just not, are not available. And so, whether or not police went to her middle school, I'm gonna assume that they didn't. I just I I you know I don't want to say that they didn't, but I'm assuming that they didn't. I'm assuming that they didn't go that far in their investigation to um, try to figure out who these women might be. Um, in terms of the stolen credit cards, again. I don't know if they've even followed that lead. I mean, we had information about what mall they had um, allegedly gone to and what stores they had allegedly shopped at, but whether police went to those stores and tried to um, trace the purchases that happened um, three days before, you know, no, I don't know. And then I also don't know what type of technology existed at that point for them to trace um, credit cards. It was 1989. It wasn't, you know, this wasn't that something that just happened. So um, sometimes those type of things were limited by their technological ability. So I don't even know how much that played into um, whether or not they um, were able to, you know, check the credit cards and, the, and trace the stolen credit cards. And so that's the, you know, again, into the same question about um, other whether these women had done this before. And now, like I mentioned at the end of the episode, there was other um, children that had been abducted, other young children, other young black children that had been abducted in that same area around the same time that Andre was or went missing and, and Monique was murdered. And as far as I could tell, police did look into that as being a theory that maybe these cases were connected, but were never able to connect the cases or to determine whether or not these were all, you know, just a coincidence or they were being perpetrated by the same person. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good answer. I have another question. Question reads, my question is, was her husband 
or boyfriend involved with anyone who may have wanted to hurt him, him being Andre, Mm -hmm. a man or woman. Like, uh, did they talk about that? Did the case talk about, you know, whether, you know, there was a situation where somebody, you know, was going through something with her and wanted to... Mm-hmm. You know, hurt the baby, or you know, is, it, is no. there anything? No, I mean, there's there's nothing. I mean, like I said, there's not a lot of information about e- either of these. You know, in, in any of this, whether it's Monique's background or um, Tim's background, um, and but as far as we know, no, Tim didn't have anything going on. It didn't seem like this was involving him or anything having to do with him. It really just appeared as though, you know, these women saw Monique and targeted her. That that's that's pretty much as as much of the, the police theory that we have gotten is that that's what they think happened. That they don't have any reason to believe that this um, was even. I would even say maybe even premeditated. Now, I mean, maybe they had seen Monique before. Maybe they had been watching her and. They pick that day to finally approach her. Who knows? But in terms of them, there being a connection to um, her husband or boyfriend, whoever he really was, you know, we, I refer to him as her husband in the episode. Whether there's any connection to him or anything that he was doing, that's not known, and it doesn't, and it doesn't really seem likely. It does, it just doesn't. But you know, you never know. But no, it doesn't. That that doesn't seem to have any connection to him. So another question um, that was asked that was one of my questions, another reason why I didn't have any questions is because um, our Black Girl Going listeners uh, are tapped in and they, um, they're smart. Mm-hmm. They, know, <laughs> they know the questions to ask. Uh, have you read that the family has done like a 23andMe or Ancestry.com? Maybe, hopefully... Andre has entered his DNA. I feel like they shouldn't have been able. I feel like they should have been able to find these women. Not sure that they really looked through her high school records, which is a really, really good question uh, regarding DNA and the connection back to Monique. Yeah, I I saw this question. I thought this was a really good question because. Now, in you know modern times, we do have that um ability to um find people through the twenty three and me and ancestry dot com and things like that. And I know that a lot of people um who were adopted have been able to trace their birth families and things like that. So whether or not their family has done this or not, I don't know, but I hope that. If they haven't, that they will really, really soon because uh, that might be a that that might be their way to finding out what happened to Andre if he has also submitted his DNA through one of these databases. Then they they could find out what happened. So um, I don't know. I didn't see anything about that, but like I said, I I really, really hope that um, that somebody gives them that information and yeah. that, and they do that because I think that would be. Um, a really helpful thing. And then, you know, like, you know, like we said in, for the last question, and you know, the, the, about the records and about the schools. Yeah, no, I don't think that they really tried to find these women. I don't know 
Um, like I said, I, I give the police the benefit of the doubt because we're talking New York City in the late 80s. I know crime was crazy in, in that time period. Um, and so it could have been either that they didn't care, which is very likely because a lot of times when stuff like this happens, they just don't care. Um, and it could have been or it could have been that, you know, they were overwhelmed with cases and it just, you know, I, I don't know. But either way, this case definitely was not given the resources or the attention that it needed. And I do think that between what we were able, what, what they were able to find out about these two women, the descriptions, the Maryland license plate, the stolen credit cards, it does seem like if there was a certain amount of resources dedicated to this, that they would have been able to find them. It, you know, I think that this was a situation where, yeah, maybe if they had called in the FBI or something like that, we we would have been able to solve this case a lot sooner. So, yeah, let's uh, go to this comment, mm -hmm. uh, which is not a question, but I think is a great comment. Uh, it reads, let's pray the baby is still alive. Women can be very jealous hearted and threatened by babies. When it's a love triangle, which I think it was, and this is a someone's personal opinion, which we all always say, hey, if you have something to contribute to the show, this uh, Afterthoughts is is uh, a show for you guys, and it's it's your show. So um, we always want to include what you think. And um, this is from a young lady. And um, what do you think about that comment? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting angle. I mean, that, you know, this was a love triangle. I don't, I don't know why we don't, we don't have any evidence that supports that. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, because this case is still open and unsolved, you know, the theories are, are endless about what, what this could have been about or what the ultimate motive or reason why this happened. That's the unfortunate part about it being unsolved. So we don't know what happened. We don't know who these women are, what they were, you know, how they were connected to the story. Um, but I, I definitely lean towards the fact that I believe that this, that, the, that these women targeted Monique because of the baby. I don't um, believe that she had any prior relationship with them or um, or they came to her through some, you know, other way, some, you know, I, I, I do. I think that they they saw her. Like I said, they may have saw her before. Maybe she, this wasn't the first time she took, maybe she had took the baby out for a walk the day before and they saw her. And, you know, like, well, if you see her again, we're going to, who knows? Like I said, you know, people will go to the extremes, especially when they want something, when they want a baby, when they want a child. So, um, so yeah, so I don't, I don't know, but. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I think there that the possibilities about what what happened are endless, um, and who knows ultimately why what happened happened. But we do know that it started with them targeting her, and I think that's why you have to kind of come back to the origins of the relationship because, you know. They they were already the credit cards were already stolen. You know what I mean? Like they were already doing what they were doing, and so why involve her in the first place? 
if you were going to kill her two days later because you were keeping a secret about you didn't have to involve this woman. There was a reason why they involved her. It was the reason why they saw her on the street and decided to bring her into their situation. And the, of course, likely reason is because they wanted her baby, which is which is the thing that is missing. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's why I feel, you know, like I said, the possibilities are endless. We don't know. It could have been about the credit cards. It could have been a love triangle. It could have been somebody connected to her husband. It could have been, it could have been a whole bunch of things. But what it could have been a whole bunch of things because of all of the things that we don't know. But based on what we do know, it leans more likely that this was about the baby. And I think that sounds so crazy and so hard to believe. And so, like, you know there's a there's a need to kind of come up with an alternate reason like well this couldn't just be about the baby and it's like yeah i swear that's it could, i it, swear it could that's, be. yeah I, and i know and i swear that I, and, and it's because maybe i'm just naive mm-hmm. but that's it's that's just what's been in the back of my mind just about yeah this like you would think baby. oh it has to be something more than a baby because first of all it's like well for because first of all you have to think of people who are not and in, in a they're they're not these are not normal regular everyday people like no and I listen I and I got kids and and listen you would have to McDonald's and some clothes but even about even even the feeling about the desire to steal someone else's baby like that that's a that's something that you can't understand because that's something that you would never do but there are people out here that would do it that people who are desperate enough to to. Be that yeah, maybe I, I guess, there's I, mental I, I illness involved. That. And so when it comes to these women in this situation, yeah, it could have just been as simple as they just wanted this woman's baby. They, they like I said, they could have saw her. They could have, you know, it, if there was a connection, maybe they knew somebody that knew her that told her that she had a baby. Who knows? But I do think that this was primarily about the baby. Now, when it comes to even the police and the the credit cards. The police did say that there was a possibility that this was about the credit cards. That that um, that women who are with babies are less likely to be suspicious, and so that might have been their motivation to um, bring Monique along with the baby or to have the baby. But like I said, but ultimately, it still was about the baby. It was never about Monique. That's that's just my theory. That's how I feel. I don't think it was ever about Monique. I think it was always about little Andre. So. so, yeah, so I just want to really thank everybody, of course, for listening to this week's episode of Black Girl Gone Afterthoughts. We will, of course, be back on Monday with a brand new episode of Black Girl Gone and then back again on Thursday with a brand new episode of Black Girl Gone Afterthoughts. So, um, as usual... Um, you know, you guys can post your questions on the episode and um, we'll be back next week. See you guys next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.